the Flipside Podcast. On today's episode of the Flipside Podcast. Stop! Stop right now! I got my good point. Stop right now! Stop! Nick! Back again, excited as always for episode four of the Flipside Podcast. We're going to change things up, twist it a little bit for this week's episode. We're dealing with an interesting opportunity to be able to address a video that I was able to view on social media. And when you listen to this week's episode, I'm going to strongly encourage some social engagement. Uh, I make some rather bold statements and comments. Uh, Let me make a disclaimer by saying I'm obviously not always right. This episode gives my perspective on the topic. I also want to hear from our listeners. So leave a comment or write a review. You can reach out on Instagram on the Flipside Pod. Our IG page is gaining many followers, so I appreciate the support. And we definitely want to hear from our listeners and share the perspectives and continue the conversation on social media. So here's a very in-depth, incredible, changing topic on the Flipside Podcast. Enjoy. Why are you running, dude? 23-1. Come on. Are you scared? Yeah. Hey, look, running's not gonna help. All right, one, I run a lot, okay? On the side trail, I'm here with him, hold on. Look, we're gonna walk back, okay? Okay? Now, the thing of it is, you're still not in trouble, but obviously I can't trust you not to run anywhere. All right? So, come on. Come on. I'm gonna put you in handcuffs for now. Okay? You've just heard the start of an altercation between Deputy Charles William and 21-year-old Nick Ferguson. Ferguson has just stabbed Officer Williams in the neck and is starting to run to prevent being placed into custody. Hey! You stop! He's got a knife! Hey! Stop! Stop! Stop it! Despite the fact that he has just been stabbed and is bleeding from his neck, Officer Williams continues to pursue Ferguson on foot, waiting for his backup to arrive. Stop! Stop right now! I got my good point! Stop right now! Stop! Nick! After chasing the known assailant for almost 40 yards, the Hillsborough County deputy is starting to close in on Ferguson. At first, Officer William takes out his gun and announces to his backup that he has the runner at gunpoint. Within a split second, he switches to his taser and uses it on Nick. 
Stop! Stop right now! Put it down! Drop the knife! Go to the side! Put your hand behind your back! Put it behind your back right now! Even though he has been tased to the ground, Nicholas Ferguson still moves about. Deputy Charles is taking no chances and uses the taser again as his backup arrives on the scene. Put your hand behind your... Put your hand behind your back now! Turn over! Turn over! Julian, 33. Am I bleeding? Huh? Am I bleeding? Yeah, you got you okay? Uh, I don't know. What happened? You reached around to stab me. You let go. Go, let go, Heather. Clean the medical. Come in here. Come in here. Julia, 33. Uh, I got stabbed in the neck. Get EMS rolling this way. Send to him. Here. I got food clock. Here. 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 Is it bad? It's not bleeding bad. Okay. All Give right. It to him. Hey. Pressure. That's good. Stay with him. No, no, I got to stay with him. I came across this situation while looking at social media and the video is something that you can see if you're searching on any type of social media platform for five minutes, you can find videos like this one involving an officer involved in some type of situation with a person. And many times it's influenced as the police are not trained. The police are handling situations poorly. And this video was different to me because for several reasons, actually, it stood out. One, I thought that the officer handled the situation as well as could be expected. He was clearly trained on how to be able to react, and he had the physical ability to be able to keep up and catch up to the person who was actually involved in the situation. And he was looking to be able to resolve the situation in a calm manner before things escalated. Another piece was his body cam was able to record the entire situation of what took place. He used the proper technique when trying to be able to subdue Nicholas Ferguson. And I really was impressed with his poise and patience to be able to deal in such an intense situation. Uh, th this officer, Charles William, was, was stabbed in the neck and bleeding from his neck. Uh, incredible amounts of restraint are needed. I mean, I have been situations where I step on my kid's Lego and I'm ready to go through the roof. So it was clear that this officer was in a position where he had to deal with very extreme circumstances and handled it well. I also wanted to be able to give our listeners an understanding because it is a video and it is something that you can search on social media if you're searching for uh, stabbed deputy Charles William. It's something you should be able to find. But what's important to note is 
the deputy Charles Williams is in fact a white man who was chasing down Nicholas Ferguson, who is a white man. And this led to a lot of different comments below the video that I watched that really got into this idea of if Ferguson was a black man, he would have been shot in the back. It would have been a completely different situation if in fact we had an officer involved with a black person or a person of color that had stabbed him in the neck and ran away. And the media has portrayed many different things, but you can't deny what we've seen. We've seen people slain by police officers in public for many of us to be able to view, observe, and be fearful of. So we don't want to lose sight of those facts. In this video, however, I do think it's important to be able to note the fact that it is possible. And it worked that this officer was trained properly and handled the situation quite well by my estimation. However, I'm also keen to the idea that if this was a reversal and we had in fact seen a white officer chase down a black man who had just stabbed him and used this type of poise and used this type of patience, it would have been viewed in a much higher level of appreciation. A much more impactful statement would be made to the public. I really want to be able to dive into this dynamic of, in the situation that took place, we have this officer that was trained and had background information on the person that they happened to be involved in this conflict with. Even after he was stabbed and even after he's chasing down Ferguson, Deputy Charles William refers to this person, this assailant, as Nick. So in the heat of the moment, in the chase, he still views this person as a human being. So much so that he refers to him by his first name. And to give even more background about what happened, Nicholas Ferguson was on his way to be committed in a mental institution within Hillsborough County of Tampa Bay, Florida. In this situation, he obviously didn't want to be committed to this institution and decided to be able to run. And the background helps us understand this was a person that was dealing with mental health issues and the officer clearly knew enough to be able to handle the situation with a level of concern and with a certain level of care. Now, that still put him in the situation to be stabbed in the neck. However, the high level of expectations that we have for our police officers to be able to hold them to the standard to serve and protect within our communities, within the places we go to be able to understand that they're there to protect us have somewhat been torn away by some of the negative and horrific images that we've seen as police officers have slain and killed people in public, in clear view of other individuals. And also after we've viewed these situations and been able to look at them closely and carefully, no accountability has been made. There haven't been the 
punishment or the consequences that you would expect if someone was essentially breaking the law. And we need to be able to view situations like this and also understand that there were a ton of comments, a ton of reactions that I was able to read, uh, different situations that took place as people viewed these videos and obviously looked at it and said, well, it's a white police officer making a statement, but how big is that statement? Because in this case, the assailant is white. But we can see that this is an opportunity to learn how the police can get it done. But they have to be able to view people as just that. Other individuals, someone's son, someone's mother, someone's daughter. These situations will get better if we can choose to be able to treat people as people and not the job that's meant to be persecuting people, assaulting people. Our police officers fall right now they fall into two categories they're seen as a marginalized group of good police officers and an overwhelming majority of bad police officers which has led to situations where it's called for people to lead to the idea of defunding the police and putting resources in other places. Now, from my own personal experience, I've interacted with police officers and had both positive and negative experiences. But if there's ever going to be a situation that we can have takeaways from, it's the insights that I was able to see from this situation that took place between Charles Williams, the officer, and Nicholas Ferguson. It was easy to be able to understand that it can be done. We can have positive instances where police officers can be dealing with extreme situations and make the right call and make the right moves. But we need to be able to support the officers that make these positive exchanges, that do their job at a high level and leave examples for other police officers to see. This does two things. It sets a high standard and a high bar for other officers to follow. If we continually look at police officers as the problem, we ignore and we shy away from the officers that do their job well. In fact, let me just make this statement. Police officers aren't going anywhere anytime soon. We need to be able to put policies in place that make sure that we're removing the police officers who aren't doing their job correctly and giving appreciation and support to the officers that do their job well. In any job, there's challenges, conflicts, different things that get intense that we face. And police officers face these situations more frequently than the everyday person. So we need to be able to have the highest standards that we can for these individuals that are called to protect and serve the communities that we live in and support the lifestyles that we want to live. Thanks for listening to the Flipside Podcast. Every Thursday, we will share a new episode primed with direct conversations and interviews about topics that challenge original thoughts. 
You can subscribe and download the Flipside Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Most importantly, we want to hear from you. So search for the Flipside Pod on Instagram to submit questions and suggest new topics. Until next time, I'm Ed Hill. And remember, conversations create change.